0: Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Hey,
1: gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell oh, no. Today, Junior?
0: It's too like to turn back now, it's the Brian Hanks Show. Hello there, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday, May the 1st. It's not just the first day of the week. It's the first day of the month, and I'm here for it. Monday, May the 1st in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 849 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But we have got a fun show for you today. And you talk about sports. I watched about as much sports this weekend as I have watched in a weekend in a long, long time. I mean, I gotta admit and uh linda will back me up on this i wasn't worth much of anything yesterday as i just laid around and watched hockey and nba and was wanting to watch some nascar nascar got canceled threw in a little baseball in there man it was just a great great sports weekend but let me tell you about today's show Joining me in our first hour here in uh, about in less than twenty minutes or so, he's the dean of ENC Sports Talk hosts. He's also the host of the Drive with Mark Panicelli on two five two ESPN one oh seven point five in Greenville and Newburn. It's Mark Panicelli. Man, as I was just saying, we have a lot to talk to him about today between the Carolina Hurricanes making it to the second round of the playoffs Friday night. <laughs> Man, I know uh, God don't like ugly, so I'm going to try to be as uh, unugly as possible here. But uh, how about the Boston Bruins? You know, they had this historic season. They won more games than any team in NHL history. They finished with more points than any team in NHL history. They won the President's Cup going away. Nobody was even close to them. And what did that do for them in the playoffs? Well, let me tell you, it did nothing for them as they got knocked out. Uh, last night and overtime by the Florida Panthers, not the Carolina Panthers, not the Pitt Panthers. No, the Florida Panthers knocked this historic Boston Bruins team out. And you know what could not happen to a better fan base. I love that. I've got Panicelli coming up, but I swear, I wish I had uh, Paul Whittington too, for a few minutes, because I'd love to get Paul's view on this because uh, he hates the Bruins just as much as anybody that I know. And, uh, man, I'm just giddy. I'm, I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. I'm giddy. They played, uh, just terrible. I mean, I cannot believe that. Uh, I just said, that's the thing about the NHL playoffs as compared to major league baseball playoffs or even the NBA playoffs, even though, man, you talk about a bizarre year this year. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But, uh, man, congratulations, Boston Bruins fans. (laughs) You're home for the spring. So, uh, yeah, I I better be. Like I said, uh, a very wise person told me once that God don't like ugly. So uh, I'm going to try to be as unugly as possible. Although, man, I can't wait to talk to Panicelli about this in a few minutes. But, uh, Matt, how about the NBA playoffs? Man, a, a statistical anomaly. That is, I dare say has never happened before, but we are, and I'm going to bring this up to Panicelli too, but, uh, in the, going into the second round of the playoffs, we've got a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, a four seed, a five seed, a six seed, a seven seed and an eight seed never happened before in the history of the NBA playoffs. So just uh, never seen it before. I, I wish I could take credit for it. I saw somebody say something about it on Twitter, and uh, it just blew me away. I mean, think about that. Uh, the odds of that happening. If you were to try to bet that, I bet you would get, goodness gracious, I mean, just getting the seven seed in the eight seed in, you would probably get crazy odds. But getting 1 through 8 seeds in to the second round of the playoffs, and specifically, because there's only 8 teams in, the uh, second round of the playoffs and it's one through eight. That's, that's just crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me, but, uh, what kind of odds would you get? I don't know, probably five or 600 to one. So if you have thought about betting that, uh, you would be uh, doing really well right now. But, uh, anyway, like I said, uh, that's our first hour guest, Mark Panicelli. got so much to talk to him about. Very excited about that. It's going to go really, really quick with him. And then in our second hour, it's going to be a first timer to the show. And I have to admit I am very, very excited for this guest. It's almost like having uh, the gentleman we had on, Wesley Collins, on uh, Friday. i never had him on before, I had heard a lot about him, and uh, what a fun guest. In fact, so good that we're going to have him back on here in two or three weeks or so. Haven't set up that date yet, but we will pretty soon. But uh, i got to tell you, very excited about our guest. Uh, baseball umpire and LCC baseball alum, drew meadows and if you remember if you've been in this area for a while you remember drew meadows he was a star at newburn high school and then uh, a star pitcher uh, newburn high school then he was one of the pitchers for the 2004 lcc uh, world series team uh, that went to millington tennessee got to know drew got to know drew with that and just a nice guy we've kept up with each other through the years Uh, he went to, uh, when he left LCC, went to ECU, graduated from there and worked there for a little while. Then he went down to Charleston. I was talking to Lynn Hartzell last week, uh, who drew played for by the way. And Lynn was just telling me how proud he is of him about, uh, how he helped him get a job down in Charleston. I believe it was the college of Charleston. Uh, we'll, but we'll get all those details from Drew when he comes up here in our second hour. But can't wait to talk to him. On top of all that, not just because he's got that LCC connection, but he will be umpiring the Region 10 tournament that is taking place down in Moorhead City this weekend from uh, Thursday through Sunday and maybe even Monday if it goes that far. But, uh, man, excited about that. Uh, and we'll get into LCC here in just a moment or two because uh, they are the number one seed. But anyway, back to Drew. Drew is just an awesome guy. And, uh, really excited to uh, have him here. It'll be his first appearance on the show. Uh, again, he was in Charleston for, I don't even know, 10, 12 years, maybe even longer than that. And now he's back, back up here in ENC where he needs to be. So, uh, again, there you go. Mark Panicelli in our first hour, Drew Meadows in our second hour. And like I said, our, uh, New listeners on, uh, 252 ESPN, 107.5 FM down in Newburn. I know you remember uh, the great pitcher that, uh, Drew Meadows was, and again, a World Series participant, too, for LCC back in uh, 2004. So, uh, there you go. Mark Panicelli, Drew Meadows here. Uh, very Craven County feel to the uh, Brian Hanks show today. So, uh, mm, nice sip of cranberry juice there. Woo! Okay, uh, hey, LCC, speaking of the Lancers, they wrapped up the regular season on Saturday. When, uh, the, when they split a doubleheader in Virginia beach against Brighton Stratton, they won game one, 13 to four. They lost the second game 14 to six. They didn't play yesterday because of rain in Virginia beach, uh, but the Lancers improve and their final regular season record this year is 31 and 15. Overall, they finished 23 and 10 in region 10 and, uh, finish a half game ahead of Brunswick for the number one seed from the East in this week's league tournament down in Moorhead city. Very excited. We're going to be down there. Scott Whittington, i already messaging about that last night. We were going to be down there for that first game. Uh, maybe the second game, but I don't know. We're going to have to play that one by ear. But definitely, we're going to be down there for the first game. Uh, they're the number one seed from the east. They'll take on the number four seed from the west. Florence Darlington Tech, who, by the way, not a bad team. They're 23-18 and 18 overall. 6-10 and 10 in Region 10 West. Uh, but that game will be at 7 o'clock on Thursday. Then, of course, We'll be back here on Friday. Uh, we'll have sound from that game. We'll have uh, maybe a player of the game from that and all that is uh, is they'll go to day two on Friday. If the Lancers win Thursday, you know what let's just let's take the if out of there. when the Lancers win on Thursday, they'll play at seven o'clock on Friday. If they lose though they'll play at one o'clock on Friday. So uh, again, that, a big tournament coming up and this is the tournament that determines if you make it to the College World Series. So uh I just I I gotta tell you, we spoke it into existence at the beginning of the season. Here they are, the number one seed going into uh into the weekend from the east. And I just think it's gonna be a heck of a weekend. So there you go. And and again, uh we're gonna try to get uh Gary Smith on the phone with us one day this week, probably Wednesday. I don't want to try to do it the day of the game. Probably Wednesday, uh for Wood Ducks Wednesday since the Wood Ducks are out of town again. But we'll we'll play that by ear. But uh but, man, uh, you get your LCC hats out, your T-shirts. Let's support Lancers this week down in Moorhead City. Uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, uh, man, what a week they had in Fayetteville. They won their first five games of the series against the Woodpeckers. They lost yesterday, unfortunately, 6-2. to two. Couldn't dampen it a bit, though. They won five of six games on uh, the first part of that road trip. The dudes are now 11-9 overall. They're a game and a half out of uh, first place. Thank you, Linda. They're a game and a half out of first place behind Del Marva in the Carolina League North. Uh, the Woodies they uh, are off today, but then they travel to Fredericksburg, Virginia, this week to take on the Nationals, who are seven and thirteen overall. And then they will be back home for twelve straight games uh, beginning a week from tomorrow. They'll take on Del Marva uh, in the uh, first six games, and they'll take on Fayetteville in the second six games so uh, again that's uh, begins a week from tomorrow may the 9th can't wait to have the woodies back in town they've only been gone a week but i swear it feels like they've been gone forever which is crazy Whew. let's talk a little baseball with ecu man and uh yeah they won two out of three at home but the way they won them and just the way they look, the Pirates, I mean, the Pirates are struggling right now as I'm looking at my Cliff Godwin uh, cardboard stand-up here. And even the cardboard stand-up looks a little worried right now. And it should. Uh, ECU is 31-13 and 13 overall. They're 9-6 in the AAC. Uh, again, they hosted a, a Tulane team that had a polar opposite record from them. So they're now 13-31. and 31. But I'm telling you, man. If that's got to be the best 13 and 31 team I've ever seen, because Tulane gave ECU everything it could handle in all three games. Uh, ECU did rally to win, rally from behind to win uh, the first game. Well, let me tell you, just really weird, too, with the way the rain, as you know, I mean, the rain just wreaked havoc. Is that how you say it? Wreaked havoc all weekend long with uh, area sports, with sports actually around the country, too. NASCAR race was called off or postponed to uh, today because of rain. But, uh, something that very rarely happens. They started the game, uh, Friday night ECU. I did that game. I was on the mic for that one and, uh, it ended up getting a uh, postponed while we were down. We ECU was down nine to six. I guess I could say, we, I was working for ECU and wearing ECU colors. In fact, I've got some on right now, but, uh, ECU was down nine to six in the seventh inning, uh, when they, uh, postponed that game to Saturday. So they decided already that they weren't going to play Sunday's games. The Pirates weren't. So this is what we had Saturday out at Clark Leclerc Stadium. We wrapped up the final three innings of that uh of the first game uh between Tulane and uh ECU. ECU rallied to win that one 11 to 10 Uh I had a great time, man. That was awesome. I got the screen. Pirates win, pirates, pirates win, had a good time with that. Uh so they win game one, then game two which is technically game 1 of this doubleheader on Saturday. Uh ECU just didn't show up. I don't know any other better way to say it. They only managed 3 hits. They got a uh, shut out 8 to nothing by a Tulane pitcher who had a 5.65 ERA going into that game. And then uh game 3, uh they struggled some, but uh they rallied to win that game uh, 8 to 6. So, uh when all was said and done, they gave up uh Oh, let's see, 10, 18. They gave up 24 runs in three games. They gave up eight runs a game, yet somehow, uh, just from sheer force of will and uh, whatever you want to call it, they uh, end up winning uh, the, the series with uh, Tulane two games to one. And it gets no easier for uh, the Pirates this week as they will be taking on. But like I said, just before I get to that, man, Saturday was just awesome. Three games in one day. So if you went to Clark Leclerc Stadium and you spent all day there on uh, Saturday. You got to see the ends. You got to see two complete games and then the final three innings of another game. Uh, so, a lot of baseball at Clark LeClaire over the weekend. But, man, they've got to find something. I don't know. Uh, I know Trey Savage is out, one of their stud pitchers. Uh, but, Josh Groves did not look good. The other pitchers did not look good. And to give up 24 runs in three games is, uh, that's not very good at all. And, I mean, you got to think. The week before, they law They uh, got swept in Wichita, and they gave up 23 runs in those games. At least they scored runs this time, uh, but I uh, got outscored 24 to 19 in the three games. But all that matters is they won two of the three games. So anyway, ECU's got to find something and figure out what's going on. Get their bats going, uh, shore up their pitching because if they keep going like this, yes, I'm not sure they're going to be hosting a first round. Uh, series if they keep playing like this and their schedule gets no easier like i said they've got uh carolina wednesday night or wednesday at 5 p.m and then this weekend they travel to cincinnati for an aac series that begins on friday so uh man ecu really struggling right now but uh, a chance to get it turned around okay uh carolina hurricanes we spoke about that a little bit earlier and we'll definitely dive into this with uh mark Panicelli here in a few minutes but uh, the Hurricanes won game six of their first round Stanley Cup playoff series Friday in New York, two to one. And uh, they ended up winning that series four games to two. And uh, they are awaiting the winner of uh, tonight's Rangers Devils game seven. Whoever wins that game will be traveling to Raleigh on Wednesday for game one of that second round series. And again, like I said, we'll talk about the Boston Bruins here and a little bit with uh, our good friend Mark Panichelli. How about the NBA playoffs? Uh, last night, uh, we had uh, Warriors defeated the Kings 120-100. to 100. They wrapped up that series four games to three. I got to admit, I was pulling so hard for the Kings uh, just to have the kind of season they had to finish third in uh, the West. And, the, and they did. They really played. Uh, I thought they played the Warriors pretty tough. They won the first two games of the series, but then you got to give the Warriors credit as they won four of the last five games to wrap that up. Uh, So congratulations to the Warriors, who will be taking on the Lakers in the next round of the NBA playoffs. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, In the Eastern semifinals, uh, game one, the Heat, who I mean the Knicks, who had, had no idea that they would have a home playoff game. Well, they did, but they lost. The Miami Heat. The eight seed in the playoffs defeated the Knicks, who are uh, the five or the fourth seed, one oh eight to one oh one. They lead that series now one game to nothing. Man, the Heat just having a, an incredible postseason here. How about game one of 76ers? Celtics begins tonight. That game starts at 7:30. It'll be on TNT. Uh the Celtics, 10-point favorites. I was a not a little, I was a lot shocked by that. When I saw that line this morning, but 10-point favorites going up against seventy 76ers, I know uh, that they're probably going to be missing Joel Embiid. But still, uh, pretty impressive that uh, Vegas thinks that highly of Boston. And then uh, game two of the Western Conference semifinals between the Suns and the Nuggets, that is tonight at uh, 10 o'clock on TNT. So there is that. And like I said, we'll break down these series, talk a little bit more about them when we have – our good friend Mark Panicelli on the line with us here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, listen, uh, no scores from Friday games. Well, no, I'm sorry, got one. Uh, in girls' soccer, Parrot Academy actually played and uh, they lost to uh, undefeated Rocky Mountain Academy three to nothing. Parrot Academy fell to eight and eight, Rocky Mountain Academy 16 and oh so far this season. That is the only prep sports that took place on uh friday night and listen, us want to thank our good friend Junius smith third and enc he messaged me this morning and said hey he was running a little bit behind but he had but he does he's got uh, a complete week of schedule up there you can't find it anywhere else right now other than enc uh so go there and uh there are four Uh, there are four first round or four first round. Hey, Jacques, I'm reading your text and, uh, my ADD kicks in there. Yes, Jacques. Uh, I don't know what I said, but I meant to say Rangers and, uh, Devils first round series, whoever wins that one is going to take on the uh, Carolina hurricanes. And I hope it's the Rangers because Jacques, you and I need to get up there and, uh, sit beside each other and cheer loudly for our teams if it's the uh, Rangers and the Hurricanes in the second round. I know talking to Paul Whittington, he does not want it to be uh, the Rangers because the Rangers just really handled the Hurricanes all season. But, uh, man, that would be awesome. So, Jacques, if it's the Rangers, let's let's try to get up there for a playoff game together uh, in the next little bit or over the next week and a half or so. Okay, uh, prep games today. Again, I want to thank uh, – Junius, I said a Jacques. Junius Smith, the third uh from ENC He's got the whole week of schedule up there. It's the only place you can find it right now. Uh and today's baseball games, we've got four of them starting at four o'clock. Uh Bessel, uh, who is ten and five overall there at home against Durham Liberty Christian, who is oh and eight. That game is at four. Uh, Green Central, winners of fifteen games in a row. They're seventeen and three overall. They go out of conference to take on Chalkawinity Southside, who is seven and ten. That game is at six, also at six o'clock tonight. Kinston, one and fourteen overall, zero and ten in the East Central Two A. They travel to Beulahville to take on East Duplin, who is eleven and eight overall, five and four again. That's at six o'clock, and then the big game of the night is at seven o'clock. Uh, South Annor will be at home. South nor is eleven and six overall. They're seven and three in the conference. They are at home against Southwest Onslow, who is uh, sixteen and two overall, eight and one in the conference. If nor wants a chance to get a, poor, uh, a part of the title in the conference, they are going to have to beat Southwest Onslow tonight. So that's the games in baseball, softball tonight. We've got Pamlico or Bethel Christian is uh, at three thirty. They're seven and two overall. They're at home against Pamlico Christian, who is zero and five. Kenston travels to East Duplin. That game is at 6. Kenston is 0-14 overall, 0-10 in the East Central 2A. East Duplin is undefeated in the conference at 9-0. They're 14-4 in uh, overall. Uh, South Lenore is at home against Southwest Onslow in softball. That game is at 6. South Lenore is 9-6 overall. They're 7-3 and 3 in the conference. Southwest Onslow is 8-11 overall. They're 4-5. And then and the final softball game of the night, is Green Central at 6 o'clock. They take on Chaco Anity Southside. Green Central is 0-19. And, and uh Chocoinity Southside is 6-10. Uh, girls Soccer, we've got a couple of matches tonight. South Lenora is at home against Southwest Onslow. South Lenora is 7-10-1 in overall, 3-5 in league play. And they take on the undefeated Stallions of Southwest Onslow, who set who are 7 and 0 in the conference and then 12 two and one in uh or overall uh parrot academy is at home today in a game that was uh postponed from uh, last week parrot academy is six and eight or i'm sorry it's eight and eight overall parrot academy is i take on Fayetteville academy who is six and seven overall so there you go that is your sports update Uh, Let me tell you about Lenore Community College. For 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenton at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And uh, uh, summer semester for Lenore Community College begins three weeks from today on May the 22nd. So, Mark Panticelli, if you wanted to put some more learning in your life, then uh, get over to LCC, dude. I need more learning in my life, Brian. <laughs> you know, I, I think all of us could use more learning in our lives but- Dude, happy monday a happy monday to you i'll tell you about the cool thing about uh lcc and yeah i'm continuing to add for another 20 seconds we've got a uh he's been a guest here on the show before with dr Dimitri thomas who uh is a, a surgeon is an orthopedic surgeon over uh unc lenore health care he's taking classes over to lcc he's uh like in auto mechanics he wants to learn how to work on his car himself and how about that dude he's taking like uh six hours a week of auto mechanics over at LCC, fitting that in the time uh, between being an orthopedic surgeon. That so, when you say anybody can still learn, you really mean it, don't you?
1: I, and I think that's fantastic. I'm, I am myself one of those shade tree mechanics, as they say. <laughs> and uh, so I definitely encourage that. Or, or can I do this? Can I just say, or don't you can go to Spence Automotive? Ah, ding, uh, ding. <laughs> So there's uh, there's certainly you you take care of of uh, everybody's needs from the <laughs> from the from the man who wants to learn from the man who says let somebody else do it because time is money.
0: I love it, dude. I absolutely love. It. That reminds me of coming on your show, and I'm not going to mention the sponsor because I don't think they sponsor you anymore. But and they don't deserve any sponsorship if they don't sponsor you anymore. But I used to have That's fun. Right. With you. I used to have fun with your sponsors on your show too, dude.
1: Well, you know, we love these folks. Uh, we couldn't do it without them, so thank you to our local businesses that support local radio so we we really do appreciate it so uh, from from my from my show uh, and your show, we certainly do appreciate all the local folks who get involved
0: Oh, and I know if Jason Bryant's listening right now, he may be wiping tears away from his eyes as he hears you saying that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh good uh, happy monday Jason. <laughs> happy monday Jason indeed. Dude, as I messaged you last night, man, what a and a crazy and awesome and incredible weekend of sports, dude, especially in the NHL playoffs and in the NBA playoffs, dude. And uh I did we just say we got to start with the Hurricanes. Is that cool? Okay. okay dude you are gonna love this man so i'm driving back uh was it i guess had to have been friday night because it's a friday night playoff game i'm driving back and guess what i was listening to a 107.5 fm as i was leaving the ecu baseball game friday night dude
1: well it must be your radio home for carolina (laughs) hurricane hockey 252 espn radio dude
0: loud i mean loud and clear it it sounded like uh and i always get their name is it kip or dip or trip or somebody yeah
1: mike menescalco and trip tracy there you go there you go
0: dude he sounded like he was sitting in the front seat of my car calling the game dude it was that cleared man
1: that was nice that was nice (laughs) Which was good. It made you feel safe with all those thunderstorms
0: we were experiencing. Uh, Man, was that Friday? That was Friday night, dude. Okay, yes, good. Yes, yes.
1: that, that seems about right. It was. It was wild. It was wild. So, well,
0: well, nah, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say.
1: No, it was. Uh, it was great on Friday. Uh, a little scary because it appeared. That uh, we were, it was imminently heading to game seven, but uh, they, they, they pulled it out and uh, get a little bit of extra rest thanks to the Rangers Devils series, which is going to close out tonight as uh, they play game seven of that series. Hopefully, David Putty has painted his face and gotten ready <laughs> for uh, Rangers Devils, as you well know, because uh, we're, we're the devil! But that being said, I was. One of the definite highlights was uh, was Friday night, McCain getting that win in game six. Again, on the road, uh, which again had been an Achilles heel of this team, was winning uh, games on the road in the playoffs. They snapped that losing streak and actually clinched the series, won the series in, uh, in, in New York on the island. So, fantastic Friday.
0: Oh, it was awesome. I got to give you a little, uh, you and the listeners, just a little behind the scenes. So, I did uh, the game on the mic or ECU, you know, or Friday night. Actually, I did the first game on Saturday too also, but back to Friday night. Uh, so we're sitting up there and lightning's starting to strike around the area. And of course, you know, no rain or anything, but uh, at this point, but uh, lightning strikes and they pause the game. We have to get everybody out of the stadium and everything. And here was the bad thing, Mark. They had determined, they were like, listen, we've got to do what we can to get this game in. Cause they'd already decided at that point that they were going to play a doubleheader on Sunday or on Saturday. So uh, they're like, man, we're going to do everything we can to get this game in. So I mean, the game pauses like at eight twenty nine. Okay, uh, so yeah, I mean, I know because I you know I keep score at eight twenty nine, dude. Uh, it's coming up on ten o'clock. They still are waiting, and then out of the blue, seriously, I mean, and it, dude, from eight twenty nine to nine fifty, I guess you could say, no rain, nothing. Just you could see like you know the sky lighting up and seeing the you know the lightning. Uh, whatever you want to call it, but then they, this is what got me, man. They are like, okay, we're calling the game. I, I don't even know. It was around nine 50, 950, something like that. And so I'm packing up my, my laptop and everything. And, and you're a mutual friend of ours. Uh, he's competition to both of us, I guess, but he's still a good dude. Patrick Johnson, who uh, was doing the game on ESPN plus we've got our bags. We're getting ready to walk outside. Listen. Panicelli, i defecate you not man we opened the door while the door was being open it wasn't raining when the door got to its full apex for us to walk out it looked like someone was <laughs> pouring water out dude i am not joking it looked like somebody was pouring water out of a bucket it was just i don't know it did. i don't know if it sounded quite like that but but it was really bad dude and then we, so we get trapped in there for i don't know 20-25 minutes and I, dude i I don't even know. I wish I had the meteorologist report here in front of me, Mark, but it, there had to have been two inches of rainfall, more than that maybe, in, uh, <laughs> in 20 minutes. So we're just sitting there waiting. We're just talking about stuff, you know, going on. And uh, and then we see it kind of stop a little bit. We're like, okay, this is our window. Ran to the car, dude, would you believe? And, and I, I park across the street. I don't have, you know, the fancy media parking that you probably have when you go out there, Mark. But uh, So I run across the street to the Stratford Arms parking lot. As I'm getting in my car, it lets loose again, man. So we had, I had like a six minute window or five or six minute window of being able to, you know, run out of the press box, run to my car and get in my car. And then it started again. So somebody was looking out for me up there, dude.
1: Well, yes. Uh, a couple of notes there. One, yeah, we, the storms are crazy. Even yesterday we uh, experienced some stuff. So th- those are always wild, but. Yes, I, I have to say, uh, I, I'm not sure about the audible sound of the rain, but if, but if the rain sounds like you should start praying, you should start immediately in prayer and get ready for the end times. But then, uh, no and all, in all truth um, yeah, it was, it was rough, but I'm glad, I'm glad you made it safely. And how about that, man? The pirates after the four game losing streak, getting two out of three from Tulane over the weekend and, uh you know, can silence some of the, uh, you know, the, redi- I, no, no, you're right. I'm never going to, you're never going to silence the criticism. <laughs> uh, ECU baseball fan are, some of them are not mentally stable. Um, I said it. All right. I, I said it. I go and I read these comments from people and it just, it, it really, it, 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 it elevates my blood pressure yeah. sometimes, but uh, I'm glad they, one two out of three but uh that being said you know certainly better than the prior weekend
0: well i'm, I'm glad you didn't listen to my monologue i can tell you didn't and i don't blame you i mean you're down in vance <laughs> because guess what dude i was one of those people because dude they gave up 24 runs in three games they gotta how about this dude you get outscored 24 to 19 but you win the series two games to one i mean i get you're just scoring runs when you they won one game by one man that rally uh, in the in the conclusion of friday night's game was amazing i was there for that and then i got to witness their eight to nothing loss where they got a uh, three hit by a pitcher with a five six five era and a two po- two and seven record dude i mean yes and I, I can tell
1: that you know you're really weighing the plus minus thing <laughs> here and it's really understandable that can be a very good uh measure I still think the thing that worries me the most is the midweek, uh, drop in production and they play North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this week in midweek. And so, um, all, all, all of that, you know, you add it up because, like I said, to me, when the midweek games, the Tuesday, Wednesday games, et cetera, that is perfectly when you get into the, the regionals or if you, if you, if you get into a super regional, those are those extended games where you're going to see. The bullpen get worked and see so many pitchers. Or if you get that late season injury, the the guy who might be the plug and play guy, and you just worry about depth when it comes to that. Uh, I still think obviously they're on the trajectory to get into uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, but you know when you talk about how are they built to make a deep run, and and again so much of that is is injuries and and good fortune and and where you end up. But they'd also you know, you can look at things like that. That's that's what worries me. But the plus minus, I get what you're saying. Uh, they get outscored sometimes, and sometimes lopsidedly. But I, I this, to me, the the midweek and does that is is there some meat missing when, when we when we talk about the bench, the deeper bullpen, uh, or even uh, some players will come in and play midweek. That's what if I if I'm putting the hard microscope on the ECU baseball program, and but but I still say again. It's the best program you got going there, at Greenville, right now. Let's yeah, stop yeah. being doom and gloom over here. They're a ranked uh, commodity, uh, which I think is a good thing. But I also I understand the expectation levels because you want so much, and it's been a it's been a long running standard. You know, it's not something that's hey overnight they found success. I think that's also one of those things where the fan base wants to get over that hump, and they and they're pessimists. You know, let's face it. I think, you know, would you say it's 50-50 in the world, optimist, pep, pessimist, or do you think we're reaching the age of, is it 60-40 pessimism over optimism?
0: Dude, I or swear. I swear. I think it's actually probably it, – social media is what has really revealed this to me. I mean, before social media, you didn't really know. You, you couldn't really take the temperature of the public and see, you know, if they were pessimists, optimists, or how they stood – Dude, look at social media, man, and, and just take the first 10 posts that you go through. You know, are they, you know, showing off a puppy? Are they whining about something? I think, dude, I think it's probably 60 40. I was, I was going to say 70 30, but I don't think it's that bad. I think it's 60 40 pessimists, though, dude. I mean, goodness gracious i know this morning part of my morning ritual i get up at four thirty now you know to go to the gym so you know i'm <clears throat> sitting uh you know having my morning constitutional about four thirty two in the morning every morning monday through friday so the first thing i do is you know i check my email then i go through facebook and i swear this morning dude it's so funny you're talking about pessimism and optimism i bet the first six or seven posts i saw were you know one of them <laughs> one of my high school friends, which we'll go unnamed and definitely doesn't listen to the show because he lives in uh, Northwestern, North Carolina, was talking about how he found out that his wife cheated on him this weekend. Oh, Dude, dude, dude. I mean, I'm not laughing. I shouldn't even laugh because that's a horrible, horrible thing anyway. but It is horrible. It is horrible, but that was the first one. Then the second one was talking about how I just can't trust it or not trust. Uh, I just, you know, people let me down all the time. And then the third one was, so uh, another one of my friends from home whining about how their kids never talk to them anymore, and you know I gave my you know all my life to my kids, and da da da, and I swear, dude, the first six of them were just negative, negative. and then there were a couple of happy Her- Carolina Hurricanes talking about the Boston Bruins, and it just made everything right in the world again. Okay.
1: Gosh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm already drained just listening to you, <laughs> you know, paraphrase that, but uh, gosh. A lot of that, uh, you know, negativity. <laughs> so oh, 60, me. 40. me? Yeah, sixty 40, forty probably. Oh my gosh! No, no. Look, and you're, and you're right, and uh, and I don't think you were laughing at a situation. No. I think you were no. laughing at, you know, look to eat your own. Um, but I happen to fall on the line of I would never use social media to air out a lot of my personal especially when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, all of that being said, you know, oh, dude. that's the audience. That's the social community now. That's where, you know, you go and you hang out now. I'm, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's where, you know, not, you know, and again, I don't know what the percentages are, 60, 40, 70, 30 of people who don't actually go out to a physical place and physically hang out with people, but actually sit in the comfort of their home and gather on social media. Uh, as, as, uh, like I said, it's it's literally your friend walking in the room full of, you know, like the high school cafeteria or <laughs> the work break room or, or whatever it is. And just start, can you believe my wife that on it? Dude, uh, but and, yeah, and so. let me
0: say sure. this, let me say this. I mean, it didn't get into, uh, it alluded to a lot of stuff. How about that? Basically, uh, uh, it just wasn't good. Vague Let's just leave stuff. it at that. Right,
1: yeah. just sort of like leaving it to your imagination, kind of stuff. But again, look, I, that being said, we're getting way off base <laughs> Yes, now We're we are. A commentary about <laughs> you know the world, and we're just saying you know people stop and uh, you know. But no, we can't. Look, it's it is what it is. Let's just focus on the sports and the good sports weekend. The fact that the Bruins. <laughs> the, the most decorated, As we get back on track before we finish our hockey conversation, I just want to say the Bruins, who, uh, again, I, I, their fan base can be their fan base sometimes. But once, you know, uh, you know there's just a little bit of a, an angst between them and the Hurricanes fan base. And there's a lot of friction there. So uh, the fact that they had the most celebrated, most decorated regular season in NHL history, uh, that they would join, um, you know, an, an elite club of, of sports teams. And I'll talk about that in a second. But the fact is, winning the President's Trophy, and I saw this stat today, so there's been 27 President's Trophies awarded since 1986, I believe was the first time. Only eight of those, which is the trophy you get if, if, you, uh, if you have the best regular season, only eight of those President's Trophy winners have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. And here lately, it's been since 2014 since any team that's won that trophy has even been in the Stanley Cup Final. So the fact that that the Bruins joined like the 2001 Mariners, if you remember, won like 116 games and lost to the Yankees uh, early in the playoffs, or you talk about the – remember the Warriors won 73 regular season games, lost to the Cavs in the Finals. Uh, in, in, uh, in, the, in there. And then, of course, the, my favorite one is the '07 Patriots, which I still think is the greatest uh, regular season team that had a postseason collapse. The '07 the, the Patriots who lost to the Giants. But no, I celebrate today. Gone are the Boston Bruins, and uh, guess what? You'll you'll have more people talking hockey with a Southern accent there, Bruins fan, than with that Boston accent there. <laughs> so go get in your car. And go ahead to own Yacht. I'm sorry. I love that. I didn't make any Boston fans today. It was. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. How about this? And and it just blows my mind, dude. Try this one on for size, Mark. The Carolina Hurricanes have home ice advantage through the rest of the playoffs. (laughs) How awesome is that? Oh, yes. That meme.
1: So much because there is no better atmosphere, um, and yeah, you're right, dude. This is this is great because you know certainly been our narrative as I said for everybody that you know if you however you felt about the Hurricanes team. I mean, it's not for the Bruins regular season. This would have been a banner year for the Carolina Hurricanes. They would have been the team uh, that that uh, that everybody was talking about, but they kind of slide in under the radar. But now, let's face it. Uh, now in the Eastern Conference, they are they are the team to beat, and so uh, which which again is good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, how they're going to respond in this in this second round in the Eastern Conference sem- semifinals.
0: Oh, me too. And, and that voice you're to, Mark Panicelli from uh, the Drive, with Mark Panicelli, 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in New Bern, five o'clock Monday through Friday, and on two five two ESPN dot com. But uh, Here's what impressed me the most, as we uh, wrap up or talk about the Hurricanes here, Mark, is that last year, uh, not winning one road playoff game last year, they've already won two this year, dude. I mean, that just to me that yeah. that speaks volumes that this is a team that is ready. I mean, they really are. They were two and one at home. They were two and one on two and one on the road. I, if you're going to win a Stanley Cup championship or a Stanley Cup. Uh, you've got to win those road games. They've proven already and at a tough place too. listen, don't get it twisted, man. It is hard to win on the road. I don't care. I mean, look at, if you need an example, look at the Boston Bruins. I mean, who had the best overall record in the history of the NHL this year and they lose four games to three. We have won on the road. We. The Carolina Hurricanes have won on the road. Yeah, I know, right? The Carolina, And they have proven that they can do it, whether it's the New York Rangers or uh, the New Jersey Devils in the next round. That takes a lot of I, – I, I'm not as worried going into the second round as I was last year, Mark, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: And that's with the, the Canes missing a guy as incredible as Alexander Zetchnikoff the fact that you know Tebu Teravinen got dinged up, and um, you know, so they're not even really at full strength, and the confidence level I think from the fan base through the team uh, is is pretty strong. I think you know that that opening uh, and look, all these series are going to be tough. I mean, this is to me one of the most difficult championships to win uh, is is the Stanley Cup. So, but uh, but no, you're right, man. My my. My optimism is certainly – and I think it was even higher going into these playoffs. I just – I feel like every year that the team just really from the 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 best guy on the first line to the last guy on the fourth line, this team just really, to me, just embodies their coach, Rob Brendamore. I, it's like the greatest to me when I look at the NHL and – They're the best group of two-way players. They just—you can get goals from the the defenseman, uh, or as I said, the third-line guy, all the way up to to star players, and those guys are going to play good on the other end of the ice. And uh, and there's a a tough, uh, imposing physicality when it comes to Rod Brendamore. I wouldn't fight him ever. (laughs) Uh, And but that being said, I think uh, you know the team really. To me, it's like a, just a, a group of Rod Brendamores and he's really just assembled a symbol. that, you know, and and they played a team, just played a team that's very similar in that, just a real physical defensive team, uh, and they they outman that team or out that team, uh, and and won that series. So yes, I'm I'm excited, and whoever it is, Rangers, Devils,
0: bring them on. Your preference, uh, bring them on.
1: us uh, the Devils probably.
0: Yeah. That's what Paul's been saying all year, too, because the Rangers really have really handled uh, the Hurricanes this year in the regular season. Not that the Ra- – I mean, and it is. <laughs> as as the Bruins and the Panthers uh, proved, I mean, the playoffs are completely different from the regular season. But I'm with you. I think I'd rather see the Devils than uh, see the Rangers. Although, uh, one of our big sponsors here is uh, Jacques Pasleg and Guico Office Automation. He is the – probably the biggest rangers fan in lenora county or even eastern north carolina for that matter and i i I didn't make it to a playoff game in the first round i got to tell you if it's the rangers i think uh i think i'll let Jacques take me to a game up there what do you think absolutely absolutely (laughs) If he's listening right now i'm about to get a response i can guarantee you that but anyway (laughs) so there you go that wraps it up anything else uh, nhl talk before we jump into our beloved nba no, sir. No, sir. I'm excited. It's one of my, I love this time of year, man.
1: Playoff hockey. It Let's is. do that
0: hockey. Indeed. Let's do that hockey. Uh, dude. Speaking of excitement, how about the freaking Miami heat? The number eight seed <laughs> it makes it to the second round. And not only Mark Panicelli do they make it to the second round? They traveled up to Madison square garden last night. And or yeah, not last night, but yesterday, come away with a one hundred eight to one hundred one win with a Jimmy Butler who really wasn't Jimmy Butler yesterday, dude. No, started off great,
1: and then uh, the ankle injury, which they're going to have to watch. Yep, and and I do think long term now, if he can go, that is not a great thing. I, I do believe you know Eric Spoelstra is a great coach. Miami's this team that everybody overlooks, but. Once we get in the playoffs in recent years, they have been just unbelievable. They've, they've been to the this, – this group has been to the finals, uh, been to Eastern Conference Finals, multiple Eastern Conference Finals, uh, and, and Butler's been playing just insane. Um, I think he's in this incredible uh, – what is it, uh, six-game stretch where he scored – I mean, and only like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, LeBron James have scored the amount of points that he scored. Playoff-wise, I mean, he's, he's been phenomenal. But he, he got dinged up. The, the Heat were able to, to still uh, come in. Kyle Lowry was a big part of that win yesterday. And Bam Adebayo as well. So uh, I know the Knicks didn't have Julius Randle. I'm pretty sure that played into it. Uh, but uh, let's face it, the, the Heat did look good. And if, and if Jimmy Butler can go, uh, you know, I think the momentum swing certainly starts uh, in Miami. Especially, again, it's the historical numbers set up. It's the eighth time the Knicks have lost game one in a playoff series uh, at home. They've lost the previous seven playoff series. So if history is an indicator, that's not a great way to start. But, hey, I know I heard you and Richard Clark talking about R.J. Barrett yesterday, but he did, uh, in, in light of Randall not being there, he did score a lot of points yesterday, but in a losing effort. And I, to me, you know, again, I'll say, you know, scoring thirty some points doesn't really matter a whole lot when uh, when you lose the game. But no, I'm dude, this Miami team, especially now that the Bucks are gone, um, this is going to be uh, interesting to see if they can make it to another Eastern Conference Finals. And if Jimmy Butler's healthy and that ankle's okay. I think it's way more than reasonable to, to make that expectation.
0: That is, and it's amazing when you think about it. I wish I could take credit for the stat. I used it in my monologue, but I saw somewhere on uh, Twitter, I retweeted it yesterday, but did you see that? This is the first time in history in the NBA playoffs, uh, Mark, that you've got, <laughs> there's eight teams that are in the playoffs, Okay, or in the second round here, a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, four, five, six, seven, and eight. How about that, dude? <laughs> Did you ever think, and I was I was just commiserating about, don't you wish you had had the foresight or, you know, the the knowledge that that was going to happen? What kind of money, what kind of odds do you think you could have gone on that, that in the second round you'd have all eight seeds, one through eight playing in the second round? It's why Doc Brown was not only a, a <laughs>
1: physic, physics genius by creating a time machine, right? But that, what did he want to do with that time machine aside from maybe doing some slight visiting? Was to get a sports almanac so that he could bet on sports. Let's face it; of course, it was Biff uh, that uh, that benefited from that in that timeline. I don't want to bring that up if you haven't seen the Back to the Future stories, but yes, dude, dude they came out forty years to. ago. If you've not watched it, it's on you. Okay, I have. Uh, yes, it is. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I, I could do spoiler alerts for, for movies at all. You're right. Absolutely. But but that being said, yeah, no, if we had the knowledge, you know, to see that. I mean, think about that. If you could have – think about if you could have before game one. I mean, I don't want to get back into hockey, but, yeah, same thing with the NBA. But if you could have put some money on the Florida Panthers, you probably could have made some sweet, oh, sweet bank as far as the series Lord. goes, right?
0: How much do you so, – it had to have been – 10 to one or maybe probably oh, it had I'm... to be more than that 20 to one <laughs> yeah. probably so if you have put a hundred dollars down on uh on uh florida winning that series that would have been a sweet little uh, dude i'm so bad with math if it's 20 to one and so you would on a hundred dollars you'd have made two thousand dollars right yeah there you go dude that's, that's not a bad return on investment okay it's it's great i'd build a house around this kind of investment <laughs> is what i would do just No, I love it. I love it. That voice you listen to is Mark Panicelli. He is the host of uh, The Drive with Mark Panicelli, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. on uh, 107.5 FM and on 252 ESPN. Dude, we've got to talk about uh, just heart was broken, man. I mean, and I watched it yesterday, and it was a good game until about the uh, end of the third quarter or so. And then uh, the Warriors just took over against the Kings yesterday and kind of broke my heart a little bit, man, because I I, I was not secretly, heck, I was outwardly pulling for the Kings, man. I just, I really, I like their story this year, 48 and 34 overall. They played great basketball all year long. And then I, I almost feel like they'd run up against anybody, but the Warriors, they probably would have made it to the second round. What do you think? Yeah.
1: I mean, I just go back to the turning, the turning point in the series had to be how they responded. And I just give them credit for this because I think if we had pulled the room the morning, uh, after Draymond Green gets ejected from the game, he's hours away from being suspended for the next game. If you would have asked everybody in the room, how, well, how are we feeling about the Warriors right now? Well, most people say, Oh, this is it. Kings, they you know, they don't have Draymond Green. Yep. Uh, they've got already got a two nothing lead, but the uh, just sheer resolute will of the of the Warriors to win that game without Draymond, um, and and to see them perform after this, I know that was the most points scored in a game seven in NBA history. Steph Curry yesterday was uh, it was just insane. So um, yeah, it, look it. I think for the Kings, look, it's one of those things, and you see this with the NBA. It's very rare a team, unless it's a team of veterans that gets put together, thrown together in those old super team era of uh, NBA teams that could make a, a, a deep run. Usually it takes a while. You've got to get in the playoffs and maybe lose uh, a year or two before you make an even deeper run. But I, I do like this Sacramento King. I think it's certainly an upswing. Uh, but man, that, that whole series to me shifted when the Warriors found a way to win without Draymond and actually used his goofball, goofball moment, I should say, uh, to, to be a rallying point to say, look, you you know, we're not going down like this and, uh, and they didn't. So as I said, I'm, I was with you. I was kind of interested to see if we could get some new blood, but, uh. You know, the Warriors are a championship uh, franchise for a reason, and, and they, they really put that on display, closing out that series.
0: Who was it several years ago, and you your memory's got to be better than mine, that said never underestimate the heart of a champion? Was that Popovich that said that? Or it may have even been in the NFL, but someone said that about, you know, hey, never underestimate the heart of a champion. And I'm telling you, dude, Steph Curry just puts a smile on my face, man. I, I don't know if he's my favorite because I still I love Russell Westbrook and his just you know his irrational confidence. But I'm telling you, man, Steph Curry when especially when he's playing a game like yesterday is just he's fun to watch. Yes, I was pulling for the Kings, but you can't help but pull for somebody like him. And on top of it, like you said, a, a historic finish yesterday as he finishes with 50 points. No other player in the history of the nba and we're talking jordan and we're talking lebron and we're talking kareem and everybody else no one has ever scored 50 points in a game seven of a playoff series before until yesterday and we got to witness that yesterday uh it just you, you do you love steph curry as much as i do i liked him a lot
1: more before the nba finals last year <laughs> uh being a Celtics fan but yes. no in all seriousness he's one of the most likable Uh, uh, characters in sports I I really was trying to think of you know like who is I mean I he is I mean you've got to be like a real hater to hate Steph Curry and he does have them don't get me wrong you get in that sort of barbershop talk of uh basketball and then you'll find detractors of Curry just just people with their own biases but the truth is I to me, we always talk about that Q rating, you know, that like Brian North has the best Q rating of any of our local sports media celebrities or whatever. But, uh, uh that being said, I think Steph Curry has the, the biggest Q rating. I feel like most people, no matter what team you pull for, uh, most people are fans of Steph Curry. He just seems like the live, lo- lovable, likable guy. Um, and, uh, you really can't feel the angst against him until he puts that dagger into the heart of your your team, uh, and then that's when you can say, "Yeah, see, I liked you much better when you were when you weren't beating the Celtics." But no, dude, he's he's unbelievable, and um, and the fact that he could rise up and I think he's really been the central figure after going back to the D- Draymond uh, discussion that uh, we were just having. I mean, he's really elevated it because Clay Thompson's not the same Clay Thompson. He has some moments, uh, but he's not the same Splash Brother. There's no Kevin Durant on this team. And you know Draymond does doesn't have the offensive capability. So I mean Curry's just uh just unbelievable. Absolutely one of the greatest players I've ever seen play basketball. Now he's not in that, that conversation. We're not even going there. But yeah. He's, I put him in top twenty though. Best.
0: He's top twenty,
1: don't you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely say top twenty, yeah I mean we'll save it for a summer show. And we'll do one of these uh <laughs> one of these rankings of our all time players. I think you've done that. Before. we did that. Uh, Richard Clark and I did yes, that over yes. a,
0: a couple of weeks Arc. we did that, and uh, I, I need to look back and see where I had him then because he's definitely right. raised up some, but let me ask you this though so it hard.
1: made me make a home list by the way, you know, and that's what you always <laughs> want your listeners to do. I participated, I did homework and made my home list. So I have to find that somewhere and
0: see if I change it. I love it. Absolutely. uh, Anyways, go ahead. No, 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 no. How how many tears of joy do you think ESPN and TNT executives had when they realize, or when you know they win yesterday, when the uh, uh, Warriors win yesterday, and you've got in the second round of the playoffs, which began Tuesday for uh, the Warriors and the Lakers, that you're going to have Steph versus LeBron. in the uh, the second round of the NBA playoffs. I bet you there were champagne corks popped. There were (laughs) high fives. There was loving in the boardroom. I mean, they would just say probably a little bit of everything happened, right? Oh, yeah. And, look, all due respect, Ja Morant.
1: But, I mean, if we were looking at Memphis-Sacramento Western Conference semifinals, I mean, that's not – I mean, I'm watching it. But, you know, I'm fishing a barrel, you know, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. if you're talking about, I mean, and, and, you know, we are, you know, we're like cell phone customers, you know, <laughs> like once they got you in, they don't really care about you. They know you're going to watch, you know, they know you're going it's, to, it's, it's getting the new customers, right. They get the new fancy phone and all the great deals or whatever. But that's what, uh, you know, the, the peripheral fan who doesn't necessarily watch as much NBA, Dude, they're going to be drawn to this. Telling me the billboard says Curry james i mean you know that's you know that's literally one of those uh you know that's that's the equivalent to well, i was trying to think a tango and cash right that's the 80s <laughs> movie. how can we go wrong putting these two guys in the same move Who was it uh, was a kurt russell and Stallone? i'm trying to remember who it was but that's what i'm saying it's great 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 uh uh, great for the executives
0: and I guess good for us, right? I mean, we're going to enjoy it too, right? Oh, I can't wait. But if you, if you have told me a six versus seven seed in the second round of the playoffs, I would have probably <laughs> scoffed at you. We've only got a couple minutes left, but dude, you've got to be as giddy. Cause we are both, we're fellow Boston Celtics fans and yep. uh, we've got, we've got what we want. Boston Celtics versus Philadelphia 76 or second round of the playoffs that begins tonight at seven thirty on TNT. I know where I'm going to be at 7.30 tonight. Where are you going to be, Mark Panagelli? Oh, I'm going to be plopped in front of that TV <laughs> screen uh,
1: with the Larry Bird jersey on. And uh, remembering when Larry drove Dr. J crazy and they started a big old fist fight. Uh, but this is a great playoff series. And here recently, the Celtics have ended the Sixers season. And B's hurt. Uh, so uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. You know what I'm really giddy about since you mentioned the fact that we're almost out of time? Thank you that you didn't come on and then you didn't, like, text me yesterday and go, hey, bring your draft grades. We can do draft (laughs) grades today. Nobody's played football, I'm not that guy,
0: dude. I am not that guy, man. I just, I'm just saying that. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I like watching the NFL draft a little bit. I mean, I got into it a little bit uh, Wednesday or Thursday night when it was on. And then, like I said, I was stuck uh, Friday at the, uh, you know, the ECU game for an hour and a half. So I got to watch, you know, I watched probably more of it than I have. I've definitely not watched as much of second and third round picks as I did this year, but, uh, but it was fun. I mean, I I really, the only thing I will say, and I'm not grading anybody here, Panicelli, but doggone it, man. Houston really showed me something, man, that they traded up, and they got, the, in my opinion, the best offensive player in the, in the draft and the best defensive player in the draft. How often do you see a team do that in the same year? Yeah, I think that was one of the gutsier moves. Uh, I love
1: what the Philadelphia Eagles did as well, um, and that's not any sort of biases on my part in any way. I just thought uh, before his trouble, Jalen Carter was graded as the highest defensive player. Uh, and they got him so late. Um, uh, I'm also interested, too, real quick, real quick, because you're a fantasy guy. <laughs> who's the one guy right now from this first round if you had to draft one of these guys? Now, I'm, I'm going to give you my guy real quick. It's B. John Robinson, the Falcons running back. I think they reached way high to get a running back, uh, but this is a guy who's supposed to – I think they're going to work him like the Giants did Saquon Barkley, like the Panthers did Christian McCaffrey in the first year, Look like at Jonathan Taylor's first year. But that's my fantasy advice. I'm going to throw – that's the only draft rate i got for you. I just think they're going to – they're going to use him uh, to pieces in that first year, like you know, like they do rookie running back. So, anyway. What no, do you no, think? no, no. I love it. He's, one he's,
0: rookie. he's uh, number one. And I'm in a keeper league, uh, mm-hmm. which me – and I, but I don't have a pick until the uh, – there's 12 of us in there. I think I've got three first-round picks – but it's 7 11, and 12 in the first round. And uh there's no way he's going to be available to me at seven. But I gotta tell you, here's what I've been thinking, Mark Panicelli. I'm gonna see the number one guy if he will if I package that seven, eleven, and twelve for the number one, because I'm with you, dude. Dude, I you know, I listen to ESPN uh fantasy football talk all the time. They've been doing it here in the offseason. They're saying it's not a reach, Mark Panicelli. If he were to go number one this year, not just in a keeper or a dynasty league, but in your redraft league, they're Ooh. that high on him that they really think, especially get him now while he's still fresh and young and all that, and they think he's going to jump in and be a top three fantasy football pick right now. So, yeah, if I could get him in my keeper league, I would. I, there's no way. I, my, my picks are too low on that to be able to get him. But, uh, dude, I – I don't know where I'll be in my regular leagues this year, but I'm telling you, dude, or my, you know, my redraft leagues, I, I can see me actually picking him up, uh, pretty high. But anyway, uh, dude race today at three, uh, postponed from yesterday. The monster mile Dover. Uh, usually you and I talk a little NASCAR on Mondays. We have nothing to talk about since there wasn't a race, but I can tell you that dude, I'll be watching the race at three. And then I got Boston and Philadelphia at seven. Poor, poor Linda's going to lose me today, dude.
1: <laughs> we get a good little sports Monday. No, I'm 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 with you. I, I love it. Uh, and uh, and by the way, happy anniversary on this date, 1993. I just wanted to bring this up because you're an old baseball guy like me. It was not only the day that Ricky Henderson uh, uh, broke uh, the the Major League Baseball steals record, which is just still phenomenal when you look at his numbers now. But it was on this date, on that same day, that Nolan Ryan pitched his Seventh no hitter. His seventh no hitter. Wow. No Ryan's Ryan still like one of my favorite uh sports heroes of all time. That dude was just you know, he was all that and uh and you wouldn't fight him either. Just ask Robinson sure. <laughs> but uh but that'd be favorite I videos of up. all
0: time, dude, is <laughs> of Ryan just come on, run up here, boy big boy. Let's see what you got. I mean, he what was he forty something at the time, forty five at the he time, whooped. or whatever. He was crazy. It was crazy. Listen, the to old me. man whooped him. We are five minutes over into the second hour, but Sorry. it's all right. It's all right. Listen, Mark Panicelli, you rock. Happy, like you always like to say, happy Monday and a great sports day here in front of us. We'll talk. I'll talk to you Wednesday on your show on our Home and Home series. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Go, Kane, Go, Celtics. There you go. That's Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN. That wraps up our first hour. Coming up in our second hour, Drew Meadows, former LCC star, uh, current uh, umpire on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.